Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. It's origin time. Some say the greatest three games of the year. We're taking a break from the normal schedule for this week only to relive some of the great moments in Queensland, New South Wales history. And we're doing it with the guys that were there on the field because Unfiltered is the only podcast that actually talks with the legends, not about them, every single episode. Four episodes this week featuring some awesome origin moments. Enjoy. Rugby League and State of Origin, it's made up of moments and stories, ones that we'll all look back on in years to come when they're labelled folklore. I don't mean to embarrass our next guest, but Damien Cook's heroics for Game 2 of State of Origin 2020 will long be remembered. Let's try and paint the picture, mate. A severe cut on your leg is where it all started. Is that right? I had um, a little mark on my leg. Um, Probably could have been just an, an ingrown or something. Uh, yep. But then one day it just looked like it was a little bit red around the edge. Uh, my mum being a nurse, uh, when I was younger, if I ever had anything like that, she'd draw a little pen mark around it and if it was swollen the next day or went out further, she'd know that it's infected. So I did that. Uh, but the next day I went and seen Cat, one of our trainers, and he, um, he he circled it again. And the next day he's like, yeah, it's gotten bigger. It's definitely infected. We'll try and get you on some antibiotics. And, um, yeah, a lot of the boys were saying how it was a boil. Uh, just just to clear it up, that it wasn't a boil. It was a cellulitis infection. So it didn't come to the surface. It actually spread right out. And it was, uh, mate, it was incredible how quick it was just spreading throughout my, my leg. And, um, you know, just and then it just started to get a little bit painful uh, just around the back of the knee and stuff like that. So we, we've seen the doc. Um, I went through some. Um, treatments where he actually, you know, got the scalpel, um, didn't give me any anaesthetic or anything like that, and just got the scalpel right on the top of it, just straight on the top. Um, and you could even hear like a little pop noise. And then he tried to, before the core had actually developed, he tried to, and that's where it got, they wanted to get the core out, but it hadn't developed yet. So he's just trying to get as much of the oozing stuff out of it so that, you know, beat, beat the, beat the core developing. So uh, we did that. Um, he hammered that. That was torture. There was a couple of times where the wound was open and um, Kat, he'd get a little needle and he was like squeezing. And then he would like scrape around the inside of it. And um, I, there was a point where I just was laughing because I couldn't believe the amount of like, pain he was inflicting on me and I just I was just letting him. So um, that's the will to play origin, I guess. Just wanted to – didn't want to miss a game at all, especially for, for that. So – uh, but when when we actually – I wasn't able to train one day. Um, 
at training and then they it wasn't getting better from the antibiotics that they gave me um so uh to speed it up we had had to go down to hospital and get on a drip that was the, the quickest way to do it so we went down there um down down to the hospital they got me in uh, late at night uh, and pretty much just um overdosed me full of antibiotics that is um you know getting it into me as soon as they could every time and and uh the doc that night he he wrote he wrote me off he, he was sort of like oh um look i, I don't know how it's going to go if it doesn't drop down overnight from the antibiotics we'll actually have to you know lance it open and clean it right out and stitch it up and, and we'll just worry about getting you right for game three and um and Cat was just sitting there like, nah, he's got to be at Captain's Run tomorrow, 12 o'clock. So. This is the Monday <laughs> night before Origin. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, – that right, Monday? Yeah, Monday night. So I met the boys at Captain's Run on the Tuesday, yeah. So – and he just um, – over overnight, just the antibiotics, the nurses kept coming in and, and fixing it up. And then the next morning, he kept, the doc came back in and, and couldn't believe that it, it just completely like, you know, gone right down it wasn't completely gone but it gone all the way down and started reducing so the antibiotics were starting to beat beat the infection then so um for me hadn't trained really in three days or, or, or high intensity anyway so i was really keen to get the training um and get through that and that was the last test if i got through training with no issues um i'll, I'll be all right to play so uh freddie had uh cam on standby if i if i wasn't able to play um, and yeah, I just I remember going to, to captain's run and just flogging myself just to get my heart rate up. It's normally quite um, a low key session, but I just sort of um, went pretty hard out session uh, and got the lungs going and the heart rate up and, and got a lot of confidence out of that. Trained well, so um, and from there I was just resting up and and time to play. So it was a hell of a week. Yeah, were you in much pain? Um, the pain was uh, when they were sort of like. <laughs> cutting it open and trying to squeeze oh, yeah. shit out. And, um, that was that was painful. And a lot of the boys would love to come and watch it as well. So Craig Fitzgibbon was just – he was a sicko for it. I, <laughs> he, there was a couple of times I said, don't go yet. I've got to go get him so he can watch. And he was just very intrigued. Uh, Dale Finucane, he was happy to watch. I think he was more happy to see me in pain though, I think. So he was, um, he was loving that. Um, but just a couple of times, yeah, like I said, when the wound was open when the uh, – after a couple of cracks that I had at it, he'd, um, you know, I'm just getting the, the needle and the scraping the outside, the inside rim of it. And um, that was just, I couldn't believe what, what was actually happening at the time. And I've got a couple of video um, videos of it when the doc actually put the scalpel straight in. So uh, good to look back up, back on. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a hell of an experience. It did, the painful part was more, uh, obviously, it's, it was right above my knee. So it was starting to go across the, the front of my knee. Uh, at its worst, but at the back of the knees as well. So it was very hard to bend, have full range of that leg. Uh, it was just a bad spot. You know, if you got it, um, you know, anywhere else, it would have been right. I think just because it was close to the joint, it just was a bit irritating around that spot. So, uh, but, mate, it all worked and it was all worth it uh, for game two anyway. Yeah. yeah. When a bloke will do anything to play State of Origin, an amazing story, an amazing ending too. New South Wales won the game convincingly. Damien was outstanding and he did it against the odds. Love it. Eight State of Origins for the New South Wales Blues between 2007-2010. Our guest is Brett White. What do you recall about your first game in blue? Mate, it was a um, baptism of fire. Um, the whole lead up, 
was um, was um, the media portrayed me as um, calling uh, the Queenslanders soft or something along those lines. I was I was misquoted in a um, in a in an interview um, a few weeks before Origin, and they uh, they run it run with the story and uh, got up to Queensland uh, for game one, which was at Suncorp, and all week I was getting uh, prank phone calls on the hotel. Um, Telephone wow. in the in the room. Um, I, I got hammered left, right, and centre um, about you know what I you know was supposedly meant to have said. Um, I, I started in um, in in the game one in my debut, and Queensland kicked off, and I think I took the second hit up, and um, and Tony Carroll, um, actually Dallas Johnson, sorry, cut me in half. Own teammate. Wow. Um, and Tony Carroll come over the top and got me. Fair across the, the snoz, uh, put it across my face, and that was um, the first tackle in in Origin. And I remember being on the ground, laying there, thinking, "Oh my god!" Like, you know, I've played <laughs> played a few NRL games, yeah. and I've never been hit like this. This is this is a whole new level. This um, I remember laying on the ground, just not sure if I was going to get up or not, yeah. um, get myself up, and played the ball, and, and thought, "What am I going to do now for the next eighty minutes?" Like. You know, yeah, how am I going to get through this? And uh, yeah, you know, I think when nose bled was was still bleeding um, an hour after after the game ended. Um, so it was certainly um, certainly a, a, a welcome into Origin up there. Um, you know, it's something amazing being able to run out onto SunCorp. I remember, I actually remember running out on the debut and uh, got out into the middle of the field, and and my ears were hurting actually from the sound, and and I actually covered my ears up. Um, cause I like a ringing, yeah. um, the noise was that loud, um, that, yeah, it was certainly, uh, one hell of an experience being able to do that. As a storm player, you had in the New South Wales side that year, Maddie King, I think Ryan Hoffman for one game, you're playing against four Queensland storm players. There was Greg Inglis, Dallas Johnson, Antonio Cafusi, and some Derek called Smith. How was that in itself playing against? teammates for the first time yeah it, it's a bit funny you know you first get into camp and and yeah you know, you know, different blokes are talking bad about your mates and yeah. um, your, your club teammates and you know it goes on for a whole week of this you know, hatred for the, the the queenslanders and you start to buy into it and start to hate them and um, then play against them and uh, go back to your club on on monday and it's it's always a bit of awkward awkwardness for the yeah. first day a bit standoffish it's a bit you know um, but then you, you know, you soon forget about it and back into club business. And then, you know, two weeks later, you, you're back into getting it drilled into you that you hate them and you start to believe that you hate them and play against them. And then, um, back in on the Monday again. So it's, uh, it is, is a bit strange, but, um, yeah, it was all always, um, yeah, it was always good to compete against your own teammates. And, yeah, you know, I think it's a real show of respect when you, uh, we don't take a backward step, you know, playing against your mates and you give it at all. Um, it's a, you know, you just show respect to them uh, by doing that. As Dallas Johnson showed you in the second tackle on debut, do you actually go harder on your club teammates if you get the chance in origin just because they are mates? Yeah, well, I made that mistake, didn't I? Um, running it, trying to run straight over Dallas Johnson. That was um, probably uh, the silliest thing in my career is, is doing that. Uh, you know, what, what a player Dallas was. He, oh, you know, yeah. There wasn't much of him, but, mate, like, 
you could run you know, flat out at him and um, you know, be 20 kilos heavier than him. And um, mate, he'd, he'd cut you in half and, and make you uh, make you regret it real quick. We interviewed Craig Bellamy on the Legend series going back to the middle of 2020, I guess. And he spoke about when he got to the Melbourne Storm that he was speaking to other people in the club about this young bloke called Dallas Johnson. And the introduction Bellyate got to him was, mate, he's only a little fella. He's not that skillful. Um, he can't really catch and pass, but fuck, he's tough. That was the introduction. And he, he learned to play football at a, an elite level and, and was very successful. But pound for pound, you've got to do a lot of work to convince me there's been any tougher. Mate, yeah, he, he definitely, you know, the, the things he put his body through were amazing, you know, like uh, back when when you could, you know, get knocked out clean on the footy field and get back up and play on. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen that many times with Dallas, you know, I've seen him snoring on the on the football field, I remember, in a trial in Melbourne one time, um, you know, and, and he just, you know, I'd hate to be a trainer these days uh, with Dallas Johnson trying to get him off the yeah. field when he got um, when he got knocked out because um, you know you'd, you'd probably end up with a fine because you couldn't get him off the field. Um, yeah, you know, he, he was amazing. And there's yeah, you know, there's a couple of other blokes you know like and Alan Tung uh, was very similar. Bingo. Uh, Sean Fenson, uh, Josh Miller. Yeah, Joshy Miller was another one that very same model. You know, played under his under his um, under his weight size yeah. and, and um, but. Played well above it, you know. Um, you know, it was tough as nails, but I think out of the whole pick of them, Dallas would, would probably be um, be probably up there as the number one. Mate, in origin, to start the game as a front row, would you rather kick off or receive the ball? That first defensive wall always just looks so brutal. I always enjoyed the the um, receiving the kickoffs um, as a front row. You. You had had a chance to uh, wind up and, and try and pick your target. Yep. Um, even though some games there, there wasn't anyone you had to run at, you yeah. just had a you know, bite down on the mouth guard and that. But um, I, I probably prefer uh, receiving. Okay, um, at least you're in control of of you know where you're going. Two thousand seven, tough time to be a New South Wales blue. That Queensland side was starting to come a- together. I'm going to put you on the spot. Is it the best footy side? ever assembled that Queensland side that went on the run just as you started to play Origin? Oh, I'm not here to talk about Queensland, any bloody Queensland. That's a beauty. <laughs> I love a response like that. Uh, yeah, there's no way you're going to get me saying that there's a Queensland side that was the best, you know, best ever or anything like that. Come on, mate. That, you know, what about the days when Andrew Johns and Freddie teamed up? Yeah. Um, you know, had, had you know, the, the big chief leading them. Um, yeah, that, that, was, that was probably the best side going around, mate. I'll take your word for that. Well done, Whitey. Thanks for dropping in. Too easy, mate. Thanks for having me. Hey, legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of Rugby League Gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. You can listen to any episode at any time, It'll make sense. Time to download the entire library of legends. Let's hear from this lad, Barrelabar's finest, the great Jason Hetherington. You were such a huge part of uh, 
Queensland's origin success. It was the best footy side ever assembled, in my opinion. Mal was the coach, but he had a very firm and steadfast group around him that included you. What are your memories of, A, building the legacy and creating what you did? Yeah, well, I guess, you know, Mel wanted a certain... It, it wasn't how many letters you had behind your name. It wasn't... Yep. It was a certain character that understood what Queensland meant. Yep. It was, you know, I'm, I didn't go to uni to study... But one thing I did do was play for Origin. And yeah. I, I know what Queensland means. I know what it means to wear the Queensland jersey. I understand yep. the responsibilities that come, you know, with wearing that, with wearing the jersey. And, you know, it actually, it come by chance a little bit. Um, I toured with Gilly, Trevor Gilmeister, the great mm. man, and a Absolute legend of our game, hundred percent. Absolutely, and a legend bloke. There's a there's another guy that doesn't get the raps he oh. he, he thoroughly deserves because he he played at mid eighties. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, in terms of weight, Wake, yeah. I mean the the back rowers now are are a hundred and seven hundred and eight kilos. Yeah, Gilly would still cut them in half. Oh, he's yeah, his technique, his yeah durability, his toughness, his competitiveness, yep. everything about him. And if he didn't get you, he'd stand up and start throwing hands with you. <laughs> he'd get you. Yeah, he'd of get he you. Would. My word, he was good enough. But, yeah, how it worked, I, I actually went over to England with Gilly in, a, in an old geriatrics game over there. We played three games over there. and Mel was sort of – Billy Johnson was doing the conditioning yeah. training side of it, and I think the Cowboys were putting a foot down a bit saying, oh, you, you've got to come back, you know. Mm. So Mel said to Gilly, oh, you know, we're looking for someone that's going to be the right fit. And I'd had that bit of time over in England with Gilly and yeah. Gilly, Gilly said, oh, Dalton would be, yeah. hey, he'll do it. He trains hard and he he understands all this and he's a good guy, he'll fit in, he'll do it. And so Mel, or oh, actually Gilly might have given me the call and said, oh, Mel wants you to buddy do this job when Billy steps out, you know. So I did the one year with Billy just to feel the ropes and that. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, what's the interview? He said, you already done it. Don't worry about it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so I I had that full period with him, yeah, which was great. And then uh, finished up and, yeah, coaching the girls now on the Queensland side. So. Is that the best football side we have ever seen and maybe we will ever see? Yeah, I think the planets planets all lined up. Andy, yeah, yeah, yeah like Lockie steps out, one yeah. of the greatest footballers of all time. You know, there could be four or five future immortals in that one period yeah. through that time. You know, that's unheard of. Now right. Lockie steps Absolutely. out, Cooper comes in, like, yeah, you know, John, um, Smithy, obviously Billy, Greg. We all talk about them, but just let me. Let's go into the middle of the. Oh, field mate, Maddie Scott and Nate Miles, mate. Poor. Yeah. Matt Scott is another one, and his career sadly ended with an ACL injury, a stroke, and he didn't go out the way he thoroughly deserved. But what Matt Scott did for North Queensland and Queensland Rugby League, I don't think 
can be understated by anyone. I mean, I am talking five star superstar. Yeah, they, those blokes were the corner. Like they, they held. You know, not like that was just a great period yeah. for Queensland. But you know, we talk about the good. You know, Smithy and and, and we and we and should. That's, that, that's, yeah. that's understandable. Mm. Like they. But the blokes like Matt Scott and Nate Miles through that period of Queensland, unbelievable. Pertec has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. If you're a Queensland fan, it was your era. If you're a New South Wales supporter, it sucked. And boy, didn't it. From 2006, the Maroons won eight straight State of Origin series. New South Wales won in 2014. The Queensland then took control for another three seasons after that. New South Wales almost annually made coaching changes, player changes, tactical, technical changes. But did it? actually matter. Greg Bird has dropped in. Mate, was this Queensland side, as much as it hurts to say, simply too good and maybe the best footy side ever put together? Um, yeah, well, it's definitely the best Queensland team. Um, yeah. They've got the runs on the board to prove it. Um, footy side, you know, I don't know. Um, there, were, there were teams... Rep teams that they put together after that that didn't have all those boys in it. Yeah. I was um, very lucky to play in a few of those teams. So, um, you know, they had all the had all the attributes that the Smith, Lockyer, Thurston. Then Lockyer decides to retire, and they just chuck Cooper Cronk in there seamlessly, and and uh, it, it continues. Greg Inglis, Billy Slater. They were they they had all the class. That that's for sure. Uh, and then he throw the the hardheads like Petro and um, Nate Miles, and um, it made a tough time for us, New South Welshmen. The Maroons didn't change anything because they didn't need to change anything, but the pressure that came with playing them, did it become almost unbearable? Every year we thought we were going to win. Every year we thought we had a chance, we thought we had a game plan that that was going to break was going to break that mould, that we're going to break through and finally turn the tide. but. It was always we'd always get one game and feel comfortable and confident, and or we'd, we'd get to the final five minutes of the game and we'd put ourselves in a great position. And then something had happened and they'd score on the bell, yeah. and we would think, oh, okay, we're only five minutes away, we can change that. And next game they walk over us and it's two nil, and uh, we got to start again next year. There were so many times we we were so close. Um, going back to t- two thousand and eight. You know, we, we win we win the first game, go up there, get beat. 
you know, last last minute of the game, or last five minutes of the game, I think it wasn't on the edge. Brett White gets caught at thir- three in. Yeah. Brett White gets caught at three in uh, on the edge. Thurston runs around him and um, they draw the fullback past the billy and they, they score under the sticks to win the win the game. Going back to 2008, you don't think that they're going to go on and win another five after that. That's, that's the least he worries at that point. But again, in 2013, I remember in the sheds, uh, I think we won. When the first game in Sydney, lost in Brisbane, go back to Sydney. Um, home ground advantage. This is our opportunity. We're one game, one game away from winning. And I just remember at the end of that game in the sheds, the locker myself, just going into the back of the, the video room, uh, which is attached to the ANZ um, sheds, and just and just sitting there in tears in the dark, thinking, oh, I'm ne- never going to win an Origin series. This, this was our chance. This is our opportunity. Uh, I'm coming to the end of my career. I'm coming to the end of my um, – I'm going to be on the chopping block. Everyone else has been on the chopping block over the years. Um, it's probably mine and gals, Luke Lewis and Brian Hoffman, us, us boys that have been there for so many years. In the forwards, doing it tough. Um, it's probably our turn to miss out. But, um, you know, we turn up the next year and finally <laughs> finally broke 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 the uh, the hoodoo, which was probably probably my best feeling I've ever had in rugby league. Uh, it was best feeling definitely not having the Origin Arena, but uh, yeah, just the the what's the the emotion. Yep. Everyone always asks the emotion that come through, and it's just it's the satisfaction of finally breaking breaking through with the victory. Uh, it was relief. It was relief more than. More than happiness, I can tell you that. That was seven years ago. One game one at Suncorp, and then a couple of weeks later, it was four nil Queensland's way with nine minutes to play. Then this. Woods about five meters out from the line. Farrah, dummies, double punch. Hodkinson, Hodkinson is over. Hodkinson comes around. He puts the ball down. The Canterbury halfback, Trent Hodkinson. Still puts a smile on your face. Still gets the goosebumps going. Oh, doesn't it ever? He's a great man, Olga. Mate, we we did the retirement uh, retirement day for the NRL players last year. We both retired at the same time, um, and I remember we were in the uh, in the room and we were, they were just doing like a little they did a little workshop for all the retired players, and they said, "Look, go around the room and thank someone for anything." I went straight to Hawkeye. Thanks for winning Origin for us with what you did there. Um, it was so good seeing seeing Chess turn out, Chess take take the dummy turn out, and uh, Hawkeye running in uh, was pretty special. Yeah, the celebrations and the memories so so special because of what the New South Wales Blues had been through in the previous years. Thanks for dropping in, Birdie. Behave yourself. Chat soon. Cheers, mate. Always a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, our Origin Week specials. We're back to the regular schedule next week with the Legend Series, the Rugby League Superpod and Dream Team all returning. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.